Self-worth is the unlock. Welcome to the Self-Care Savage Podcast. I'm Scott. I've traveled full-time as a nomad for the last five years in my truck, living minimally, hiking and exploring as part of my therapy to heal my mind, body, and soul, becoming a self-care savage, and creating a platform through social media to hold myself accountable and show my progress through and how I live it. This podcast, we will push deeper into my history with all the gory details all the amazing moments rediscovered as I've healed and forgiven myself and cleared the path to forgive others. All right, so um, Rob. Scott. <laughs> so again, thanks for so much for being here. Uh, you know, I still have our video that I eventually will put up once I figure out um, how to make that happen, but I wanted to definitely bring you on here in the meantime, uh, because I think, um, you know, there's there's just so much to, I think a little bit of our story that lends into everything that, uh, that I'm about and you're the connection I've now gained with you and through that process. So I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of introduce you a little bit, but I'm, then I'm going to tell a little story, but kind of about leading up to, you know, our meeting. And then um, I'll kind of let you go from there. But so it's Rob Gaspero. Did I say that right? Or almost you, right? You, you can't mess it up. <laughs> okay. If we, were, okay. if we were in Italy, you'd probably get a hard time for it. But yeah, stateside, you're so, good. Rob G. So uh, anyways, so um uh, Rob owns a couple of outdoor stores, uh, one in um, Clayton, Georgia, and one in Franklin, North Carolina, and they're both called Outdoor 76. Did I get those right? You did. Where they're located? Yeah. Clayton okay. and Franklin. Perfect. Yep. Okay. So um, I how I got to learn about uh, Rob was when he, um, I can't remember whether you were following me or I just popped up somehow. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you, uh, heard me talking about going on the Appalachian trail and you had reached out to me. And, uh, I remember our, our exchanges, I was looking at them the other day, but you just, you just reached out you were very sweet and, you know, Hey, you know, I'd, I'd love to, um, you know, be of any assistance and help to you and all that very giving, you know, not, not asking for anything in return or, or anything, and and um, and then I remember I get something else, and you sent me something that said, "Hey, just want you to know, I don't want to see you in this store before however many days. I don't remember how many days it was, but ten um, days. Ten days was it? <laughs> yeah. And I remember telling you, I remember saying something, or I did say something in there. I said, "Well, uh, I just plan on it half that time because I was." I was so full of myself at that at that time because I was doing all that training around it and was feeling like, you know, I was uh, I was going to get it done. So of course, I think I made it there probably about ten days, and not so much because I was holding off, but because uh, it was <laughs> it was it was it was tough. But so Rob, big. Or not big, but I guess Rob is known for as the foot guy. Okay, so and I got a couple stories around that, but you know, they come to uh, Outdoor Seventy Six to see the foot doctor, and uh, whenever they have problems, you know, it's talked about on the trail. You know, if you're having any issues or going into Franklin and and um, checking these guys out to try to get any of those remedy remedied, because y'all are right about the hundred mile mark. Uh, from uh, Springer Mountain, Georgia. So, you know, there's definitely uh, gives it that time for people to start having some issues. So I think, y'all, you know, y'all are, y'all are a good spot for that, obviously. And I remember, he, even though I knew about you before coming there, um, I heard everybody talking about it while I was on, on trail. So um, I thought that was interesting. And uh, uh, that that, again, y'all were on people's minds uh, from just the rumor mill on trail. So, uh, and I think that y'all kind of, y'all understand that that's going on out there. But 
And then I had the pleasure of of coming in the store and you helping me with some shoes and you you teaching me as what was I then? Was I sixty one then or was I sixty two? Anyways, it doesn't matter. But you were teaching a man over sixty years old how how actually big his foot was and how to measure your foot. And I'm like, what the hell? How do I not know any of this stuff? And so it was it was a real awakening to me to understand the dynamics of the foot more and, and uh, you know, sizes and what actually is functionable or not, or what's, you know, so that, that was a big deal for me. And, and I don't think uh, I would have even made it as far as I made it if it hadn't been, you know, understanding a little bit more of these things and understanding how to take care of myself more. You always checked in on me uh, and all that. So it was, uh, it, it was, it was, it was much needed on my end, I destroyed my my foot and came off trail, you know, at fourteen hundred miles, only because I was an idiot. Um, and you know, that was very very much uh, uh, done to myself. But also, and then before I, I I spring you loose here, talk a little bit about yourself. Um, so I, I told you uh, I was gonna, I wanted to come volunteer this year. You know, uh, in 2022, I wanted to come to the store and kind of help you guys out and all that. And I think originally um, I talked about a week, and then I ended up coming what three or four days, um, and you know was hanging around the store. And and of course y'all, you know y'all stuck me down in the basement folding clothes and. and <laughs> But no, I'm kidding. Uh, I was doing. No, he's not kidding. We really we put we put him to work. <laughs> but it, it was fun and 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 hanging out there and and I got another perspective because being there several days with you in the store, um, you know, not us not concentrating on me and my issues from the year before and all that. I got to watch you working with all these people and all, all of these hikers coming off trail and coming in and and it, what's amazing is the time that you spend with people and uh you you know you don't you go through as much as they 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 want you give them as much information as they need you um and and you and they're very again they're i think i saw a lot of what happened with me when you worked with me in them by going understanding things they didn't know they didn't quite get or you know, they were missing and that's why, you know, there was probably some issues that um, because of what the industry as a whole has told us all these years, how to fit and wear our shoes. The people, you know, I learned <laughs> what I thought was the size of my foot from people that measured my foot to sell me shoes, you know, and, you know, even like back in the day when that actually happens, you went into a shoe store. But anyways, for that. So there was just another perspective of how amazing and, and how dedicated you are to to that piece. And um, so I loved that. I loved experiencing that. You know, I'm probably going to, whether you all want me there or not, I'm probably going to come hang out in a store every year for a couple of days just to kind of see what I can get in, see if I can get in any trouble or anything. But because um, it was really fun. I mean, it was really nice hanging around you, Corey, you know, your partner and, and your employees and everybody's very dedicated to what you guys are doing. So, but I wanted to just bring all that to light because the other piece of this and, and part of having you on here is you had, a, you had a big impact on me and, and, you know, hiking is a big part of my life and, and um, you know, doing that trail was serious business for me and in the sense of testing myself and doing those things. And, and you, you had a, you know, a big impact on me, not just because of what you did around but since then, we've developed a friendship and, you know, you've let me, you know, park my camper in your uh, in your parking lot, you know, which uh, which got, I got scared. And then you let me come to your house and, and, you, let me park <laughs> and, and uh, you know, you let me hang out and, and your wife is amazing and, and your kids and just your whole story. But you're it's you're. You're just a very giving spirit. I, I mean, I don't think I've ever given anything to you or anything, but you have. You're just, you're just always, you know, caring and giving, and and what's mine is yours kind of attitude. Uh, that's why I have your shorts, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
So, but anyways, I, I, I'll, I'll let go of a little bit. I don't want to build you up too much, but uh, I did want to know that, I mean, you, you had a huge impact on me and that's why you're here and, and cause you're having a huge impact on the industry that I love and, and that environment. And I think that uh, it, y'all, y'all need more attention as much as attention. If I can do anything to bring y'all attention, you know, I want to, I want to be able to do that. Uh, so, why don't you just kind of real, let's not do what we did with the video. Well, let's maybe just kind of jump a little bit further, but you know, uh, you know, kind of your history a little bit, you know, uh, the, the building bridges and, and, and teaching kayaking and Florida boy getting to wherever, you know, up into Georgia, just kind of maybe just a little bit of a trail on, on that and, 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 and what brought it to where it is now. Let's start there. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, you have to chop it. <laughs> so born and raised so we we can kind of like maybe blend a little bit of this into the the my personal backstory yes kind of brought us closer together too um so born in miami in 1976 um dad left when i was a year old uh was raised by a single mom for a bunch of years and then stepdad came into the picture and uh, spent all of my childhood growing up in South Florida and then moved to Tampa my senior year of high school. And um, loved growing up in Florida. It was, you know, I was I was super, super happy there. But I think it was in my late teens, early 20s that I realized it was more. And um, I got into... Uh, uh, trying to make this long story short, I got into to sea kayaking and became a sea kayak instructor, worked for two different outfitters in St. Pete, Tampa area. And then um, that merged into a love for whitewater kayaking. And when that became a passion of mine, I discovered Western North Carolina and East Tennessee. So uh, I, I mean, pretty much all of my 20s, living in Tampa was making trips up here regularly to go boating. And then when we came up to go boating, it also bring the mountain bike and, you know, the hiking shoes and just really got immersed in outdoor recreation in Western North Carolina. Um, all the while it was never even on my radar that I would live here. Um, my career, I say my career, my, my job at the time and, and what I thought was going to be a career, was uh, working for an engineering firm in Tampa and was essentially designing and building bridges. Um, and uh, it was, that was successful, seemed like a really secure industry and um, something I really thought I'd see myself retiring in. And um, in 2007, the economy started taking its toll on our industry and we found out that we probably were a little bit more vulnerable than we thought we were. Um, and in 2008, I was recruited by another firm that was based in Franklin. And um, it wasn't even really a, mess, a, a matter of, uh, do I want to take the job in Franklin? Um, it was, I needed to, it was like, it was a matter of survival. So, Moved to Franklin in 2008, and um, it was just, it never took off. It was just uh, one bad month followed by a worse month, followed by a worse month. And then it was like 2010, uh, they called me in the office one day and said, hey, man, we love you. Um, we don't know if you're going to have a job in two or three months. And I just left everything in Florida to come to Franklin, North Carolina. <laughs> it's like, that's great. What do I do now? Corey and I had become uh, really, really good friends. Um, and we, uh, he was working. In, yeah. Yep. Corey's my business partner. And um, Corey, uh, Corey was working in real estate at the time and things were just as dismal for him as they were for me. And we went to lunch one day and we're like, man, what are we doing? Like, this is, uh, if we're going to starve, we might as well starve working for ourselves <laughs> instead of somebody else. So, um, I think we were sitting at lunch one day and just said, man, this town needs an outdoor store. <laughs> and, um, 
he had a lady uh, that there was a lady that he had sold some commercial property to on Main Street. She had just sent him a message that she was done. She wanted out of it. She had her fill of retail. Hey, do you know anybody that's interested in my building? And we're like, I think we do. And um, it just all the all the pieces fell into place beautifully. And um, I don't know that I don't know that we really had a vision for what we wanted to be other than just we wanted to be a technical outdoor. So we knew the trail came through the town and um, most of the outdoors that we had seen um, as consumers had really gone the lifestyle route. And uh, there were, I, 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 even with kayaking, there was very few places that I had ever walked into where I walk into an outdoor store and, you know, there's just a, you know, everybody on staff knows what they're talking about. You know, hey man, why should, you know, what's the difference between this sleeping bag and this sleeping bag or why this tent, not that tent, or there's four water filters here, which one should I go with? Um, and, um, you know, we knew we wanted to be a technical shop. Um, one of the first reps that we worked with um, it was the summer of 2010 that we'd spent concepting the shop and kind of getting all the pieces and parts together, setting up our accounts and everything else. And, uh, there was a rep, um, uh, his name's Kev Martin. He, at the time he was the rep for Patagonia footwear and sole footbeds. And Kev is a, uh, Kev is a CPAD, a credentialed pedorathist. And, um, more than any other rep, Kev just, took us under his wing. I mean, he really believed he was one of the few guys that actually believed in us. I mean, it was a recession still going on. We're in Appalachia. Anybody who heard what we were doing was like, man, you guys are drunk. What are y'all thinking? This is nuts. You saw hundred dollar rain jackets in a small town in North Carolina. You're crazy. And, um, Kev asked us one day, he said, what are you guys going to do about shoes? Like, I don't know. Sell shoes. It's like, no, like, man, you know, Scott's hiking the AT and he comes in and, you know, he's uh, just retired from 20 years of corporate life. And, uh, you know, he's literally given up everything. He's been salivating over this moment for his whole life. And uh, he walks in your store 100 miles in the trail and and he can't go anymore. He's done. 20 years of dreams flushed down the drain because of his feet. What are you going to do? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> go get him a different pair of shoes than what he was wearing. And <laughs> in that moment, uh, Kev, Kev told us, he said, he goes, this is the one thing you sell in your store that can change someone's life. You can't change someone's life with a rain jacket or uh, a backpack or a tent, a pair of socks, but you can change someone's life with shoes. I'm like, gotta walk on that trail, man. Okay. That's it. Little, little, little Jim Jones going on here, but tell me more. So anyway, Kev, Kev pretty much made the connections, you know, he said, you know, you're going to have people that are going to come in here that are professionals and uh, doctors, nurses, people that work in, you know, in retail and their feet are killing them. And he says, you also, you know, sell good shoes. You can help people out. Like, okay. So he pretty much offered, he said, you know, what, what he goes, I'm willing to teach you whatever you're willing to learn. And then, you know, you can take it from there. So, I think one night before we even got opened, maybe uh, we ordered a pizza and Kev came in and he's got this box full of anatomic foot models and all these cool little gadgets and stuff. And, and we sit down and, uh, and he starts showing us how a human foot works. And basically it's like, you know, you have your, your heel and the arch and the ball of the foot. And so you got your heel and then your arch and then the ball of your foot here. And we're going, okay, great. That's an abutment, that's an abutment, and that's a span of parts that carry weight from one end to the other. That's a bridge, man. I know bridges. I've been, I've been pedaling bridges for 10 years. And um, I started, at that moment, it clicked. I'm like, I get something to geek out on again. This is pretty awesome. And uh, 13 years later, here we are. I've been a, a student of feet, and I probably know more about feet than I ever knew about bridges. So... Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. I, you're, uh, yeah, it's, it is, it is, it's really, um, I'm so surprised again, that at this point in my life, that the importance of feet is, is, is huge. 
And the, but the problem is, it's like any, it's like almost anything else these days, the information out there is crap or it's a bunch of, it's, 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 it's wrong or it's just, it's, you know, there's just been additions added to information and stuff taken out of it to where you're, you know, how, how can it, unless anybody will sit down with you like you do yeah, with these people, nobody's really, really going to get it. And, you know, it's too- you get them, get them at their pain points. Yeah. It's two, two things that, that, that contribute to that is um, one is despite however you look at uh, the our entire medical system, feet, when it comes to this footwear, pedor, I say pedorthics, it's unregulated. Um, you and I want to go, you know, hey, I mean, I, 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 my wife told me that I must not see very well. I think I need to go get glasses. We can't go pick out our own glasses. We need to go see a specialist who looks at our eyes and determines our vision deficiency and they give us a pair of glasses. And, and you know, there's, there's a professional, there's a system set up for specialists that you go to and they get you taken care of. Shoes and footwear, there's no, you know, there's no regulation. It's, it's wild west. Um, and the second thing is that it is, it is a process and a service that people are not used to paying additional for. Um, so trying to proposing that it should be regulated is ridiculous. That'll never happen. And, and, and setting an expectation for people to go pay a sitting fee to work with someone to make sure that you're getting it right. That's foreign to um, almost all of the general population too. So yeah, we just have this propagating problem of people going, man, my feet are killing me. I've been dealing with plantar fasciitis for nine months now and guess I need to go get a new pair of shoes. Yeah. You don't do that. You don't have a sign hanging out and taking appointments and then taking feet. You don't do any of that. Yeah. You you give that information. You give that information out. The reason everybody comes is because your reputation is stellar. You know, these people aren't trailing in, not having heard about you very little. Most of the ones that I see or I observed or I understood that come in, you know, are, are people that are like, they, they, it was like, go see, you know, that wasn't go see Rob. It was go see the foot doctor, you know, and I understand. <laughs> I'm what not you're a saying. doctor. I need to make that clear. <laughs> I know, listen, listen, I, you and I have had a conversation about this and I, 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 I get it. I mean, I get you know, uh, uh, feeling sometimes maybe uncomfortable, you know, cause I I've talked to you and pushed you a little bit to, to be a little more on social media about this, talk about this more. And I know that that's been a little bit of a concern in that. And I get it. Look, you, you know, it's a very litigious society and, you know, you've got a lot of things, you know, at play and, and it's difficult. And I think that sucks yeah, because, because you're you're not getting anything out of it. You're not trying to get anything out of it. In fact, you're reluctant to actually publicize it. Um, and and it, but I I think that's that that is just very unfortunate. But you, I just want to be clear. You don't do that, and you you're giving with with what you do to your customers. Look, not only did I watch you work with you know multiple people and put them in some some, some new shoes and them understand the feeling of them. And we're like, wow. I mean, I get it now I'm understanding. And you put the freaking wedge here and a wedge there and did all these things to lift this up and spread those out. And you know, all the, all this, this, this stuff. And, um, and then, but then I also watch people that um, were so appreciative of the information, you know, a lot of them couldn't get into another shoe because, you know, there was, there was a, a you know, the, dollar amount involved with it, but all that, but that did not stop you. Even with you having that information ahead of time, you didn't say, you know what? I get it. You know, could you move out of the way so I can talk to somebody else? You talked to them, you finished, you answered their questions. um, You went through all that. That is a giving spirit. That is a giving, giving person. That's someone that cares not only about people, but cares about, you living in Franklin, 
North Carolina and, and having an influence there and, and all of that. Look, you, you, you had to put a, you had to build a bar in the back of your dang store because all the, <laughs> all the leaders of the damn city, you know, wanted to come over there and hang out and drink and look at your outdoor stuff. No, I'm kidding. But you do have, you do have that. A lot of the, the people that uh, own other uh, uh, stores and, and have other presence in the, in the city that, those guys come there and that's, you know, they're comfortable there. I mean, that's, that, that's amazing to see those kind of things. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm very proud of you for doing that. Um, uh, and just, just doing the way things, the way you do, I'm proud that, you know, that I know you and I, I know somebody that does that. Um, I think, it, I think it's amazing. And, and, and that's again, uh, it, that's a difference maker. You're, 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 even how subtle you think it is, I know how modest you are and all those kind of things it is, it's a difference maker. Um. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash SelfCareSavage. That's Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash SelfCareSavage. Okay. So let's get off of you for a second. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you're so. <laughs> let's talk a little bit. Let's just get into uh, and, and condense it as much as you can. Uh, of course, talk about me as much. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, are what kind? That's I think, easy. <laughs> I think what what it, what has been nice is understanding a little bit of our history. Uh, is a lot of similarities in our history. Um, I think that, uh, you know, what the outdoors has done for you. And I know faith is a big thing for you. Um, and uh, so, so, and, and your family and, and your, you know, um, we won't even get into that right now. Well, that could be another show, but your kids. And, and they, <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's amazing. Paul's going, what did I sign up for, yeah. man? <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> yeah, he's gone now. And he, no. Um, so just, yeah, talk about a little bit, maybe, you know, because that day we went hiking and just a little bit about what the outdoors means to you and what it, you know, how it kind of, you know, brings brings some of that peace to you and, and what you utilize it for. And uh, Oh, man. Um, yeah. I think the outdoors is probably like just focusing on that. I mean, that's, that's our, that's, that's our common bond. I think, you know, like the, the nucleus of the cell started with that and then everything uh, sort of grew from there in terms of, uh, you know, how our relationship developed. But um, I think uh, it's um, for me, self-care for sure. Um, and, I didn't know, I probably didn't know, I didn't look at it as self-care at the time, but, um, you know, growing up with, uh, didn't really have, uh, you know, we'll just call them dad wounds growing up, um, lots of different types of dad wounds. Um, it was the, whether I was, you know, wasn't able to connect the dots, but it was just, it was the one thing that I could immerse myself into that um i felt um soothed if you will um uh whether it was just you know 
sitting sitting on a rock staring at a view or going off a 30-foot waterfall, you know, um, feeling small. Um, I think feeling uh, – I think we talked – in one of our conversations, we talked a little bit about validation. I think uh, for – for guys with dad wounds, uh, I mean, that's, that's from what I understand, uh, it seems like to be just the most common problem at all, you know, is for a lot of us, uh, the root is validation and, um, and seeking validation. And, um, that's where, you know, my, uh, faith became a big part of that for me. Um, but it, what's, uh, <laughs> I had a funny, funny conversation with uh with two guys the other day two good friends of mine one of them's an outdoor nut and the other one can't stand the outdoors and the one who can't stand the outdoors was going dude nature is designed to kill you like it is <laughs> like it like it's intimidating it it's can inti- be intimidating. Like, like nature na- like nature wants to kill you and you have to this is what they call it survival because if you're not exercising <laughs> survival you will lose and uh <laughs> you know yeah uh, I can, you know, I just kind of, I sort of saw it that way, but then, you know, the other side of it is take the physical aspect out of it between the ears and, and in my heart, it's a whole different animal. Um, um, so yeah, for me, it was just, a, I, I think I immersed my, as a young kid, I think it was started with surfing. Now, I grew up playing ball sports and everything else, but um, I didn't feel the same as I did when I was sitting on my board waiting for a set to roll in out by myself. You know, that's as close to nature as you can get living in uh, living on the east coast of Florida. Um, and then pa- as I say that again. That. There's a lot of patience to that too. Patience. Like- oh, yeah, huge. Especially, especially in – Especially in Florida, you know, it's like uh, it, a lot of surfers come out of Florida, but probably the most patient surfers just we don't have when you get them, when you get waves, they're not always great. And, um, crappy conditions. Oh, we could talk about that forever. Anyway, um, yeah, I just I, I think I. I don't know what the gravity was specifically, but I was able to make a connection from a very, very young age that nature was the one thing I could rely on. Um, and, uh, and again, like I said, you know, for me, my, the faith, the creation part of that is, was, uh, was huge for me. Um, and kind of all led to where I am now, I guess, going back to, you know, the giving side of it and, uh, my, my, just the general mindset, a lot of it was, uh, a byproduct of life in the outdoors and, and, uh, it's connection to my faith for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you and I touched on a lot of, a lot of those things and, and just the healing the mind, body and soul. And, uh, you know, that, that, that there's no judgment, you know, and that world, you know, when you get out there and it's, um, it's, it gives you all the space you need and you can, you can, you know, it's like your, your friend was talking about, you know, it, it is, it can be intimidating. It can kill you, but you, you know, until you become familiar with it, you, you, um, it's a health, you learn to have a healthy respect. You know, I don't think you and I are going to walk out in the middle of the Smokies and, you know, we know there's bears out there and we know the chances of them attacking us are very very small and we take certain steps to prevent that and all that. And that's all part of it. To me, that's, that's what's amazing is being able to put yourself in those kind of situations, be a little challenging. You have to navigate things a certain way. It's not always going to be comfortable, you know, uh, just because you don't want to, your feet hurt and you don't want to get up and hang your, your bear bag because um, you can hardly walk and you know, you're going to bust that blister open. Well, tough shit. I mean, you either that or, or up your chances of get eaten by a bear. So, you know, that's to me, that's what the outdoors does. It, You're convincing a lot of people right now to go get outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, it's it. it, it <laughs> 
That is so funny because I'm not. I know what you're saying. It's and and it's, but that's what she, you know me. I think that's why I talk about maybe some things like this. And to me, it's it's always been about the difficulty, the the being hard. How am I going to respond to that? Because coming through my life and you know dealing with the things I dealt with, you know, I was just a I was a high functioning victim. You know, like a high functioning alcoholic who could still go to work and and uh, you know they could still have maybe engage in a relationship or have some sort of relationship with their kids. You know, I was a high functioning victim. You know, I could still blame everybody on everything that was happening to me, but um, and I could still operate in the world. You know, without without uh, a, a lot of things crumbling down, but. It's, it has to be hard. You have to know how to respond. I used to not respond. So I like putting myself in those challenging positions. <laughs> and the chances of anybody get eaten by a bear is about that much. That you get to have a bigger chance of walking out of your house and, and uh, uh, a mugger being there and, and taking that opportunity with you. So don't let me scare you away from that because uh, <laughs> my hope is to get out there and um, – and, and experience it because again, Paul's testimony that you know other people that I talked to or, or uh, Meg last week that was on here, um, you know, the outdoors is that game changer. It's that antidote. It's the uh, uh, it's the cure. It's the it's everything if you give it a chance. And um, unfortunately, there is too much belief that is dangerous out there. Um, that you know. And I keep trying to tell people <laughs> over and over again, you know, criminals, perpetrators, people you are scared of or think are because you're alone, especially women. Um, they're not coming out. They're not waking up in the morning, you know, going, hey, I'm going to go out in the woods and try to find somebody to, to perpetrate. Their perpetrators and criminals are opportunists. That's why they're around everybody. All as soon as you drop your purse, or as soon as you're off guard, that's when you're going to get uh, victimized. So, anyways, I went off on something there. Uh, just kind of reel back in, uh, scaring people from the outdoors because I want them to know not to be scared. Um, but look, that's a, that's the great thing about you and I. I think is, you know, we look. We talked about this, this the whole man thing too. You know. It's not like you and I can walk down the street freely and, you know, uh, be feeling a little down or, you know, maybe we're walking with our head down or, you know, whatever. And somebody come up and, 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 and say, hey, you OK, even if it's a friend, usually, you know, maybe not a, the close friend, but a acquaintance or whatever. And they're like, hey, you OK, whatever. And all my lights are going off anyways. Um and you're not, it's not like, look, I'm still, it's hard for me just to start talking to anybody because it is that, it is more that, that man thing. It's all, it's everything built up into that. It's not cool. It's not okay. They're, they're going to think you're a wimp. They're going to think you're this, all those, those things society put in us. So, so that's, look. Men, like, what is it? The statistics, two, three times more kill themselves than women. Not that they have more problems than a woman does. But a man, that's how we handle it. You know, I wasn't taught to process it. You know, I remember when I had given up on myself. You know, I, yeah. I never actually physically went out to look for a mountain to jump off of, but I sure was trying to figure out what would be the best way to do that. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's an option. It's a real option for men. To uh, to take take that path instead of talk about how you feel. It's it's yep. it's, it's 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 a societal pro problem. But I did a talk at that Big Bear Lake um, uh, backpacking trip I went on a couple weeks ago, and a after the talk, I took some questions and stuff. And one of the ladies was with a a little, uh, they have a, um, a brand called hiking to heal. Like, you know, my, the, the, the video we shot is hike to heal, but there's, their stuff is hiking to heal. And she was there with her husband and she, she just said, I don't have a question. She said, but I, I just wanted to say something. She said, 
thank you so much for being a man, a man of your age. I said, wait a minute. What do you mean my age? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> my maturity, um, being willing to talk about these things. And that's what I love about you too. You know, you've, you've been on video. I've got you on video, Rob. I, I can put that out anytime I want about you talking about your feelings. So be yep, careful. Yep. But, no, it's but huge. It's, and being on here too and just being willing to do that it is what needs to happen more. Um, it just it just does. And, and if if this can be a, pro, a little bit of a promotion for that or giving somebody okay, I think that's a big part of my community. Uh, uh you know, I've got about a 50-50 man-woman split, but I, I get comments from men continuously. You know, thanks, thank you. I, geez, you know, yeah, um, just putting it out there, and and it means a lot to to, to do that. And that, uh, yeah, I see the importance of it all the time. But yeah, it's so it's funny I, you talk about this. I was no, going to say, go I, I it's. I, I experienced this firsthand today before before we started this. Um, I went to go pick the two boys are in a soccer camp. And uh, I went to go pick them up and uh, Logan gets in the car. And um, he's got a just this frown down look on his face. And I'm like, Logan, what's up, buddy? He's like, nothing. I said, Logan, what's wrong? Nothing like, oh, come on, man. You know, you can't, you can't fool me. I know something's, something's not right. And, um, and then two, three minutes later, Merrick gets in the car, same thing. I'm like, guys, what is going on? And I got to drag it out of them that they, this today at camp, they got picked on and kids were making fun of them. And Logan was the last one to get picked for one of the teams. And, and, I just had this like flashback to me being a kid and being in a similar situation and either a dad, not caring B just toughen up or C <laughs> um, just quit. You know, if you don't like it, just quit. And like all three of those scenarios repeated over and over and over again for a nine-year-old and a 10-year-old and 11-year-old, like just build up this incredibly unhealthy cocktail of when things get tough, quit. When things get tough, don't talk about it. When things get tough, you need to get tough. And, and there's like, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I want to try to help them cope with this to give them like to give them tactics on how to handle these situations to diffuse them so so they don't they're not affected by this as much but just thinking like just like you said man like all of that stuff like that was most of us not saying that it's not in by no means not saying it's any different for women because i know girls deal with the same type of catty bull and meanness and everything else but yeah, I mean, it's like it's in our DNA. Like we are wired to win. We are wired to conquer. We are wired to be victorious. And when you're not, it it unvalidates you, or at least it did for me. And uh, and I don't know what it was, man. I think uh, um, <laughs> it's probably probably a, a relationship that I had with a counselor uh, a handful of years ago exposed it for me, but just. I made fun, made the connection. Like I, I, I can't keep this shit inside. Like no, nothing good, nothing good comes from me not talking about this. There'll be, you know, there's going to be things that are uncomfortable when you talk about it. There's things that are, um, all these skeptical, what ifs, what are they going to think about me? What am I going to expose about myself? But none of those, um, are, on par with the potential consequences of not talking about it. So yeah, I've become pretty comfortable with it. Um, still blows, blows Julie away. She's like, how are you so, how are you so open about your problems and stuff like, you know, here's the thing, thing Rob, that, that, that I think. How are that, you not? <laughs> that, yeah. 
that gets mixed up through all this is it is it's it's almost like when you are given as a man permission in wherever you're at or whatever environment, whoever you may be talking to, it's an either or. Yeah. It's like well, you're toxic. You've got the toxic masculinity going. If you don't talk about it, you're just holding that. In, you know, you all that versus if you do talk about it, then then you're you're you lose all that. Look, there, I, we're not going to get into all that gender stuff. I never have on any of my stuff. I'm not going to now. And it's political, and it's it's all that. It's just a. But I can just speak for me, and I I'm I'm perfectly fine. Uh, if, if I need to bow up on somebody and I don't mean physically like start a fight or anything, I'm just saying, if I need to feel, if I need to stand do around to, to be protective, stand my ground. Yeah. Absolutely. There's not a damn thing wrong with that. Just as well as, as if I want to stand my ground and say, you know what? Uh, you're making me feel very uncomfortable right now. I'm going to put up this boundary. You cross that line and I will punch yeah. you. No. But but you understand what I'm saying. It's not an either or. You can we can be we can talk about our stuff, especially yeah. talk about our stuff with each, with each other, and we can still be competitive. We can still be what we are naturally made to be. Look, I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I don't know, I don't, but I do know that I'm a man, and I do know that that I do know there's so much of what I re have read and learned about being a man and you know, things like that. You're, you know, I, I'm a man. I mean, everything biologically about it, how I think everything I do, I feel like a man. Well, I'm, I'm just not going to not be okay with being a man anymore. And, but part of that is I'm going to be perfectly comfortable talking about this stuff with Rob, if I want to do that. And, and, and also, um, you know, feel very confident that, you know, I can still uh, be, you know, uh, protect my kids or something if I need to, or, or do something at that level. You know, it's, yeah. it's, we got to stop splicing things out because it makes somebody else uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? So, okay. So I don't think you and I have ever talked about this before. Um, this was, uh, this is actually a really, really good exercise that, that Julie and I started doing um, where we, we try to do it every morning when we're sitting and drinking our coffee. We we tell each other that we know what their wound. I I tell her I know what your wounds are, and I promise not to hurt your wounds today. And she tells me I know what your wounds are, and I promise not to hurt your wounds today. And uh, we do it every morning. That's amazing. And um, and um, and I won't mention any names, but my wife, her wounds are <laughs> her. Her wounds are, um, her wounds are betrayal and abandonment. And one of the things that I think is so tough for people, this is not a guy or a girl thing, but one of the things I've noticed with, with her is that when people's wounds are betrayal, the trust factor is just huge. Like it's a big, 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 big problem. And it's like, now you're taking, you know, you're compounding the, um, I don't want to be tough. You know, I don't want to be perceived as being weak or whatever else. But now I'm going, can I trust this person? I've been betrayed so many times. And I think that's a, uh, that would be something that, you know, I don't know how to address that, but, but I would imagine there's a ton of people out there that are, sitting here going, man, I agree with you guys. Hey, talking about it, super, super healthy. What do you do? What do you do when trust is an issue? When, when the worst wound I've ever encountered in my life is being betrayed by somebody that I should be able to trust and talk to about and be close with. So yeah. that's uh, I never had to deal with that, but that's, that's, that is a close to home problem. Yeah. And it, it, look, trust is big because it bleeds there everywhere. It bleeds into yep. where it doesn't belong. And this is, this to me is, is, is what you've heard me say. I think a lot is this is an opportunity to go to you, you, look. That's been identified. That's been acknowledged. We'll go to freaking work on it. This is that yeah. 
self-care savage stuff. This is like, look, you know, it that, it's on you. You can't control that person that, that originally this started with. You can't control anybody else that comes in your life that, that might be part of them that can trigger you because of, you know, that, that how how that's worked for them in their lives to what's been said to smells to places, whatever it could be. And to carry that is your, is always your choice. Whoever's choice. Yeah. It's always your choice, but it's not going to lend itself well into the rest of your relationships. It doesn't mean that somebody's not going to, you know, get you again. But you, you're, you'll be able to know signals sooner. You'll be able to handle things sooner. You'll be able to maybe move away from something sooner. And, but the, the big piece is deal with it. So you can be better. You can forgive, forgive yourself for hanging on to it for so long and letting it bleed over uh, into other areas of your life. And then forgive Whoever this these people are, no matter how bad it is, look, I always tell people that I, it's going to be very surprising to me if you tell me something that's going to be more horrific than some of the things I've been through. It's not a contest, but yeah. my point and everything that I preach and all this stuff that I talk about is 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 working through healing, forgiving, and it clears that path to forgive other people, and yeah. then you'll start telling that story differently. That's when you can help people. That's when you start talking to people about things that work for you, how you were able to get through this, which keeps your keeps your level of self-care up. And then how, how great is it that what you've been through was not was for naught? You're right. That right. You're, you're able to, to do that. So there's look, I can preach on that. I know you weren't asking that, but um, No, it's I, important. I, it's it's critical. And in fact, I think that's probably I don't know that you and I have ever talked deep about that either too, but for me and like my wounds are abandonment and anger dealing with dealing with angry people that are supposed to supposed to be there for you and right. and abandonment. And um and I don't think for me, I don't think I don't think the healing could even the ground level of healing for me was forgiveness. That was it. And and the harder part, the harder part is that it has to be unconditional. And I think that is, uh, you know, when you think, man, yeah, you got to forgive that person and going, not only do you have to forgive that person, but you need to forgive that person with no terms or conditions. And, and it's not uh, for you. It's not, I mean, it's not for them. You're not doing for you. that to yeah. let them off the hook. You're doing yeah. that for you. And that's, that's the other piece that, look, I get it. That's so hard. Look, my dad is the only reason my life was ever fucked up. Yeah. It didn't matter whether I was seven years old or it didn't matter whether I was 40. That's how I lived. That's how I thought. And you know how, yeah. how much good that did for me? Zero. Zero. And yeah. you know how many it's collateral damage that caused around me with my relationships, wives, you know, business, everything. Yeah, just it's crazy. And I couldn't I couldn't have conversations with you like this back then. Yeah. You and I wouldn't have gotten this far, or if you hadn't have done some work and you were in a different place, we would be trying to be as louder than the other one, trying to get our point across. We would be getting more and more aggressive, and one of us would have walked away or we'd have been rolling around on the ground. Hundred percent. That is how <laughs> How, how, but that's that, that is that, um, we don't know how else to deal with it. We, 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 yeah. you know, there's so many development when you, when you go through what you and I went through abandonment and you, and you go through abuse situations to those people that are supposed to be nurturing you and, and making you building you into this person that can walk out on the world, not to this person that has zero self-worth and is just going to cause all the damage they can. You know, it, it, it causes what's called developmental delays. You're never taught how to get angry and handle it correctly. Yep. So it's just like I always say, like you talk about a guy, a couple who's in their 30s, 35 years old, husband and a wife. And 
he doesn't like what she does. And so he, he screams and yells, has a temper tantrum, puts a hole in the wall, throws things, calls her names, does all this. That's what a two-year-old does. And it's called a developmental delay. He still yeah. is going to operate like a two-year-old because nobody ever taught him, worked with him, showed him, loved him into being a different way. Yep. And this is how deep this stuff cuts. I mean, it cuts deep. And this is the whole self-care savage stuff I get into. This is not a freaking game. If you want to heal, stop talking about it. Put yourself in an environment like me. It was the outdoors. Live in it. Immerse yourself in it. Go, go isolate in it if that's what it takes. That's what it took for me. And, and I had to deal with those, those things way, 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 way back there. Those really, really hard things that you, you mostly don't penetrate. We feel good and make ourselves feel good sometimes because we maybe go to somebody and say we're sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry that happened. You know, wanting them just to forgive us and like everything's okay. It's never, uh, it, that's, not, that's not how it works. So yeah. anyways. This is, it, it's so important that it's, again, everything is going to have an effect on everything else. It usually stems from when we're little. It usually comes somehow in our childhood. It usually comes from those people we trust. It, you, it comes from the people we're told to trust, like, like our, you know, people running, running society, whatever you want to call them, you know, spiritual leaders, everything, you know, we, we, anyways. Paul, you know I can get worked up. You're one of the few people who knows I can get pretty worked up. So anyway, <laughs> I, I just, Jesus, it's just, it's just, I want people to be okay. And I just, it's this hump. I, I deal with this hump now. It's not my message. People love my message now that, you know, I love the friendly reminders. I had this amazing com- community. Now it's, it's, it's getting them over that hump now. Okay. Okay. You know, I know you're getting some feel goods right now and you're, you're, you're working on some things right now. But this still keeps happening. There still keeps coming up. Or how do I handle this? Well, deal with it. Work on it. You know, uh, get after it. You know, stop asking. Stop. Just go do. Do. You know what to do. Anyway, I'm done. (laughs) I appreciate you bringing, you know, talking about anything and bringing that stuff up and and, um, you know, all this is important. You know, all this is going to be on the show. I don't care how long it is and, you know, the podcast. And, and I, I think this stuff is, is really important. And, and the people that are going to listen to this kind of stuff all the way through are the ones that are going to get something from it, you know. Um, yeah. The whole developmental delay thing. Um, I don't think I don't I think with the, you and I. Uh, we might have been sitting out by the fire one night when when you brought up that for the first time and developmental delay. Hmm. And I remember and and I this resonates because I know I'm not alone here. That was me. I wasn't the guy, you know, going that far off, but I was a, a grown ass man in every other perspective except for when it came to having to deal with things that triggered my wounds. And this was in, I mean, this was back in, in my 20s. There was no Instagram, no, you know, Facebook was, there was no, I could maybe go to the library and check out a self-help book or go to Barnes and Noble or something, you know, and hopefully, but I tried that. Um, but the bigger point is that I didn't think anything was wrong with me. Like I didn't like, like I just, it's who I am. Sorry, man, take it or leave it. And yeah, the relationships that it cost me. I literally came out of my 20s with zero, zero meaningful relationships. If you asked me when I was 30 years old who my best friend was, I would have named a kid from high school. Um, I literally showed up to work every day, busted my ass, got, you know, was successful professionally and, uh, you know, hobbies I took seriously and I was okay at. But in terms of relationships, that cost me everything. And, um, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, and, and again, you know, I just I, I feel like I got lucky, like I was just able to discover 
that outdoors validated me. Um, and, uh, and the forgiveness aspect was, was absolutely huge. Um, and then working on the healing. I mean, and you, uh, you, you got that down. Anybody who knows you knows how to, how to go through that process. But, um, I mean, shit, what do they say with like alcohol and everything else? Like it starts with just first recognizing you have a problem. Yeah. So, but you know, Rob, you're, 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 you're good to the core. You're, it's not just the outdoors. It's your faith. You know, um, I've had the pleasure of spending some time with your wife now. Um, this last time I was out there and, you know, uh, we need people in our lives that we deeply love and that love us because they accept us. They accept you. She accepts you. You know, she, Anytime we got into some deep conversations a couple of times I was there, she was, she was nothing but your cheerleader, you know, Um, just like you were with her. And, um, and you, you, you're, you're not lucky. You're, you did, you did something about these things. You recognize them and you, you made some movement. You're, you're not perfect and you're, you're not perfect and you're certainly not done, but that's all of us. But your, your, the level of, of which you're at is why, look, you help me. Look, I don't have what you have. I don't have what you have. I, I, I don't have that. I, I haven't, I don't have any kind of, I envy that. I have to work on that a little bit. And, and that relationship, the relationship you have with your wife, that you were able to, to find somebody else. And you were also able to, these are things I have to still deal with myself. That you know, I didn't start this process till I was north of fifty. Mm. You know, I'm sixty-two now. You know, I, you, you, you're so much younger than me, and 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 a lot of respect, and that, and physically, all that, but all just you're just so you're you're not you're someone who who now is is helping. You know, you're you're with with the things that you do. What did, what did we talk about? I think you, me and your wife teamed up on you while we while I was there. Uh, talking about, you know, what you do um, and, and how you do it and, 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 and how giving you are and what you put out to the world and all that. Did, did, didn't her and I get on you pretty good? Did you, did you, do you remember that? You got, you guys, you guys wailed on me about a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> wailed on you. But, but, but the, the great thing is, is, you know, it was all, it was all done out of love and yeah. it's, it's, um, and anyways, it, you're, you're, I, I was listening to a, a podcast today that was talking a lot about gratefulness and, and, mm. and being grateful and things like this and, and, and that being grateful, like, you know, the sun came up and being grateful that, you know, I have another day to go to work. Those are those are good things to be grateful for. You want to be grateful for and all that, but that's not a deep down gratefulness. That's not something that you you're always thinking about and feeling. It's kind of those motions. Open up the grateful page. Oh yeah, I'm grateful again for another day. Yeah, this is stuff like with you that I'm grateful for. I'm I mean I'm grateful deep down that um, I know somebody like you. At, at the level that I do know you and then I can say things to you. It goes both uh, ways. So anyway, well, let's, um, I think we've covered a lot of stuff. I think that, um, I think this was probably a lot more than I figured we would, we would go, go down that road on. But I think that's, um, that's just something to be expected. Um, you know, you, you know, I know for me, when I get back around somebody like you, it's, you know, <laughs> I just want to, let's get it out. I just want to get it out. <laughs> Rob will listen to me and Rob will still care about me and Rob will support me and he won't judge me. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, again, I appreciate, that's wh- how much I appreciate you. And, um, you anyways, know, yeah, I think Julie, I Julie had to come break us yeah. up pretty much every night you were here. We'd have sat yeah. on that porch talking about all the world's problems until, 3 a.m. if we could have. I, I, I think we almost had them figured out, too. We almost, we almost, 
No, Rob. So no, thanks so much for being on here. So t- uh, uh, tell everybody about uh, where Outdoor 76 is, how they can maybe communicate through with you through there if you'd like sure. or, or any other social media or anything else you want to put out there. Yeah, the um, uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Super easy to find. Just look up Outdoor Seventy Six, the number, um, and then um, there's links on the website to email us. Email is a great um, format for communication. Comes straight to my phone, and that's what uh, like this time of year. The number of hikers shooting emails to us. Hey, man, I'm in Pennsylvania, and my feet are killing me. Heard you may be able to help me out. Yeah, email, Instagram, Facebook, websites, outdoor76.com. And uh, yeah, super simple. Thank you for listening. And I hope my podcast has helped you in some way taking the path to becoming a self-care savage. Make sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.